better. I yeah, so like if you, like, play a sport or something, and you're going through, like, a major depressive episode, you are like, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Yeah, like, like I don't even care. I don't yeah. even want to lacrosse anymore. Yeah, I don't want to lax, bro. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey guys. guys! Welcome back. Welcome back to our second episode of Off Our Meds. Are you I'm so Eddie. excited? <laughs> yeah. But you already knew that. Yeah, I'm Lauren again. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to be back. Yeah. I think the first episode went really great. We've got a lot of support. It did. I was actually really shocked as to how many people listened to the first episode we're really popping off we really are i mean we'll be on that yacht quick like i was thinking tomorrow maybe yeah we'll go shopping tomorrow for yachts yeah maybe tuesday um yeah no it was it responded exactly how we imagined it would or hoped it would i should say you know the whole point of this podcast is to um have a platform where we can talk openly about mental health and not do it in a way that's like weird it's just honest and raw right. and emotional and just because it's about mental health doesn't mean it has to be any different than just like a podcast exactly like, and people really liked for it regular humans <laughs> yeah <laughs> people really really enjoyed it and you know we had a lot of comments saying that um they you know it was refreshing to hear some people talk about mental health yeah. and um that we were brave for talking about it and right. honestly that's like the biggest compliment exactly like who would have thought that we i know us us. as maladaptive as we are would be brave Um, yeah i never thought i'd be doing this but here we are i'm so proud of it i'm really excited and i'm just excited to keep going here's to another slapping episode here here we go (laughs) we don't have any shots more instagram likes (laughs) yep literally (laughs) (laughs) okay so um how was your week eddie Ooh, well you know it's that finals week it's crunch time yeah but we had a quite interesting weekend, you know. It was, well, when y'all are listening to this, it's a little after Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving <laughs> happened last week. Yeah. And we went out the day before, you know, as you do, to go. For um, Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday. Which I didn't know was an actual, holiday. quote unquote, a literal holiday. holiday. <laughs> um, Robert had mentioned it to me, and I think you as well. And I was like, okay, I thought it was just kind of like a joke that was in between your guys' friend group. And then I went out to lunch with my uh, friend, and the waiter was like, yeah, this is our most, like, busiest drinking day of the year. And I was like, holy fuck. And boy, was it. <laughs> so, we went to yeah. Annapolis, yeah. our local kind of metropolitan area. DTA. But not really that metropolitan, yeah, if, but it's fine. Yeah, if you're from Maryland, you know all about DTA. Yeah. It's but, a local um, hangout. Oh my, the bars, I about had a stroke. They were popping. When we saw that they were... Poppin is putting it real light. They were out the door, millions yeah. of standing room only. Literally. Couldn't even breathe. We didn't even go in. Yeah, you. I we, and I'm not even 21, so I wouldn't have been able to get in yeah. anyways because yeah, we would have had to they would hide have under our me. jacket. But like, yeah, it literally <laughs> not in your jacket. Um, but yeah, it was. It's funny because we thought it was like a pretty good um, example of social anxiety. And our experiences with social anxiety because we are not partiers. Um, We would like to think we are. (laughs) I feel like I have a 
a separate identity. Yeah. Where I, I where I party, but it never really comes out, you know? I like to party <laughs> with intimate people, like an intimate crowd of people that I know I'm comfortable with. And yeah, I don't have to worry about, you know, getting roofied or right, some exactly. shit. Right, like, exactly. Or people watching me dance. Literally <laughs> watch me dance so awkwardly. But yeah, we were driving around downtown and so many bars were just... Out, out the door, the packed. door, and it really like I had to ask myself, what in the hell are you doing here? Why? I think what, you audibly that asked fun? that. I yes, you did. How, I just don't get it. I don't like, get it either. Me and Eddie were like, this People is People are so stupid. different from us. You know, like, we were like, this doesn't make any sense to us. Like, how is this appealing to someone? And Robert this was like... This is my worst nightmare. Robert was like, you guys are being ridiculous. Like, this is fun. Like, you know, we're going to go have fun. I said, this is not but, fun. That pretend. that doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, that's my social anxiety. Like, this, I was yeah, just so I out of my element. it's way worse than we ever thought. <laughs> it's just not our thing. And then um, we found parking finally. We were walking around. And of course, all the restaurants were closed because it was like 10 p.m. Yeah. But all the bars were open, and you just couldn't you couldn't get in. No, like, and like I the said, the street, the sidewalk was crowded with all the people. Yeah, like, waiting to get in the bar. Literally, was, I don't know where all those people came from. Like, where did they live? DTA is always packed, but like it was hot. It was like New Year's hot. Eve. It's yeah. like literally like New yeah. Year's Eve. Um, but a little worse because it was just bars. Right. So there wasn't even anywhere to get food. It was getting there later. There was no ball being dropped. No. Nothing to look forward to. And I was like, I just, you know, I just want to smoke. I just want to have a drink. Exactly. But I don't want to be <laughs> just here. Just a little sippy, sippy. Yeah. So we left. Um, we ended up leaving after we walked around for literally, I think it was like five minutes. Five yeah, minutes of yeah, walking around. Five minutes and we were like, right, And we got ice go cream. <laughs> we passed an ice cream parlor and I was like, oh, ice cream sounds good. And Eddie was like, the let's do it. And I was, was like, okay. luckily very empty. They, they needed yeah, something Yeah, they needed business and yeah. we gave it to yeah. them. We got a scoop so of you're everything. So to whoever was working that night. Yeah, um, that was fun. That was appealing to me. Yeah, ice cream. That was the best part. Uh, so I got my ice cream. We walked back to the car and we were going to try to find a restaurant that was open. But of course it was 1030, almost 11 o'clock. Yep. Nothing's open. Yep. It, it was a Wednesday, you know. I tried making... The only thing open is full of people. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an IHOP, and you can't drink at IHOP. And right. it was just... I was like, this is not going how it was planned. And so I was like, let's just go back to my house. And I said, perfect, because I want to meet your buddy. <laughs> and The um, only type of social interaction that I'm okay with Literally is an animal. <laughs> they can't... And, tell you how much they hate you yep. and it's great yeah and so we came back to eddie's house um had a shot of, had my first shot of tequila um which slaps tequila slaps i was a tequila virgin and now i am a veteran i would say yes. i'm taking yes. a tequila shot once <laughs> a day basically hooked on <laughs> um yeah so we had a tequila shot no lime what a way to start yeah what a way was, i should have known and we then uh, we smoked a little weed from away. his uh stepmom's Weed shack, <laughs> which was pretty dope. The the dispensary growing operation. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Anyone listening? Nope. I don't she has know. a card. It's legal, okay? Yeah, it's, it's legal. It's, it's legal. It's legal. <laughs> um, for her. For her, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then we sat in his room, watched Netflix, and I groomed his bunny. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really productive. It was way better than going to so a bar. Therapeutic, so therapeutic, by the way. Like, I'm... Everyone get a bunny. You can pluck out clumps. Literally, it's... like, people are obsessed with, like, pimple popping videos. And I'm one of those people. I'm just going to put myself on blast. I have one of those in a minute. You know, I love the I show. I used to like the ones where, like, 
huh, you. <gasps> like, they're like not even cyst. pimples, they're like boils. It's a cyst, yeah. It's yeah. A cyst. I'm obsessed with so Dr. Good. Pimple Popper. Okay, yeah. she had a YouTube channel, and then she got a show on TLC, and I was like, oh. fuck, yes. So I used to watch that show all the time, and so, like, picking the clumps of hair out of your bunny, Henry, was so it's therapeutic. It was, like, the same feeling, but yeah. not gross. It wasn't gross. It was, yeah. like... That's how I explain <laughs> <laughs> But like a good hope. Yeah, like in yeah. the feeling in my chest, it was just so like, so therapeutic. Yeah. Loved it. And that was a great night. Robert was kind of not having a good time, but me and Eddie were Painfully having a great so time. He was. But we yeah, were high, we had, we had drunk, fun. and playing with the bunny. Exactly. And that was like perfect night for me. Usual. <laughs> I was like, I could spend every night like that. Right. But uh, yeah, that was our um, our experience in downtown Annapolis. But literally, it was why in the tragic, fuck are never so going many out people again. there? I'm never leaving my house again. I just I've don't been get at it. home for the past week just because of that incident. I can't even remember it, what has happened from Thanksgiving to now. Yeah. I mean, one significant thing did happen. Of... I did lose my job Ooh. because my job is just so they're so supportive. They were just so supportive of this podcast, yeah. and they knew where it was going. They yeah. said, you know. They're we're like, gonna fire you, you so you can have way better things to do. Get Literally. the hell out of here. No, that's a that's a story for another time, but yeah. uh, it will be next talked week, about yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, so that was our experience. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's ring it back in. So today, what is this podcast about again? This is the second podcast, and this is the way we want to structure it. We want to structure it where we talk about our week, whatever, and then we want to talk to you guys about a mental disorder or like a group of mental disorders yes, each in this week case, um yes a thousand in them. this case we have seven six uh, oh no sorry oh, five. Oh, oh, no. oh only six we're looking at the only paper six. right now there's Don't a worry. lot six different types of depression Yes. Which we thought was Which a good... we've experienced all of them. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> we thought it was a good just today. <laughs> Yeah, and one day we experienced all of these. While we were filming this. Um, We thought this was a good way to start, just because this is one of both of our main um, disorders that we struggle with. So we thought, why not start with, like, the basic? I mean, everybody, I don't want to say basic, but everybody knows what depression is. Yeah, and, like, chances are most most people have experienced it. Yeah, chances are you've experienced it or you know somebody who's experienced it. Um, So, yeah, so we're starting. It's referred to as the common cold. Yeah, of psychiatry. Yeah, it is. Common cold and mental disorder, psychiatry, psychology, whatever you want to call it. But it is. It's extremely common. um, And we're going to talk about six different types. Um, And those are not all of them, believe it or not. Yeah, and there are way more. This is just six that we uh, resonated with in some way. Like it was just something that we've either experienced or have sort of experienced. Favorite depression. And it's also, we want to put a disclaimer out before we start, that we are not licensed psychologists, we are not therapists, okay? We're not here to, yeah, yet. (laughs) We're not here to um, diagnose ourselves or anybody else. Um, We're just here to... to Raise awareness. Raise awareness. talk about it, because it's it's fun to learn about. Yeah, and it's very important that when we talk about each disorder, the most important part of each disorder is the amount of time the disorder lasts, because that's what really makes a disorder a disorder. Right. Um, there is a specific amount of time associated with each kind of mental disorder, and that is that has to be part of the criteria for you to be diagnosed with a disorder. Yeah. So I think that's really important that we start with that. So if you're listening and you're like, this sounds like me, but then you haven't experienced um, the time the, portion the, of just it. Just the length yeah. of Basically symptoms. what I'm saying is don't sit here and try to self-diagnose. 
But if you are saying, oh, I have experienced that, I've experienced this, this sounds kind of like me, and you're concerned or you know someone like that, reach out for help. Yeah. It's not going to hurt. And that's the biggest part. Like, the criteria for most of these diagnoses is, diagnoses, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Um, is like the presence of distress of the individual. Like, that's a huge part of it. It's, And the fact that it's maladaptive, meaning... Mm -hmm. That it's causing you trouble in your work, family, relationships, whatever, anything like that. Yeah, so so just keep that in mind when listening and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Should we get started? Yeah, so let's go. All right. Do you want to start with... So we've got our handy-dandy DSM-5 Yes, we do. The Holy Bible of Psychology. (laughs) The Thickums herself. We have our hands on it and we are solemnly swearing to say nothing (laughs) but the truth. (laughs) So help us, So help us, God, yeah. Um, So yeah, so... Eddie kind of talked about what a mental disorder is, but we want to start with the definition of what a mental disorder is. Um, So let me see. It says right here in the DSM-5 that a mental disorder is a syndrome characterized by clinically significant uh, disturbance in an individual's cognition, emotion regulation, or behavior that reflects a dysfunction in the psychological, biological, or developmental process underlying mental functioning. So... That's just the definition of, like, what a mental disorder is. We just wanted to throw that out there. And this goes for any, all of them. Yeah, this like, isn't just depression. This is yeah, literally any mental... Yeah, bipolar any. disorder. Yeah, so that's... One imp- and two. We throw that in because a lot of people like to say, oh, I have depression, I have anxiety, when really it's individual. I mean, it's situational. Right. And you can... Most likely in your life, you're going to have a symptom of depression or anxiety or whatever... But that doesn't mean you have the disorder. And I think that's important that we throw that out there yeah. because a lot of people like to throw around that they have depression, they have blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you're just, your grandpa died. Right. You like, feel sad, normal, which is valid, but like, those are normal feelings. You're not feeling, feeling that 24-7. Not, and right. that's important that you remember. Yeah. So let's start. Would you, you want to start with major or do you want me to do it? All right, I'll start. You got it. If we must. If I you must. You got it. All right, so. Major depressive disorder, starting big. Um, so it's characterized by five or more of the following symptoms present during the same two-week period. So this one is two weeks, which is not that long. Um, characterized mainly by a depressed mood or loss of interest or pleasure in daily activity. So stuff you would normally like find interest in or would normally drive you. You're now like. Uh, I don't care about that. Or I yeah, don't so like if you, it. like, play a sport or something and you're going through, like, a major depressive episode, you are like, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Yeah, like, like I don't even care. I don't yeah. even want to lacrosse anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to lax, bro. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Um, all right, first. So these are the symptoms now. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into it. Depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day, as indicated by either subjective report or an observation made by others. Second. Markedly diminished interest or pleasure in all or almost all activities most of the day, nearly every day. And then... Sorry, significant, <laughs> significant weight loss when not dieting or weight gain. Uh, decrease or increase in appetite nearly every day. So, could be either one. And hmm. in, in four, insomnia or hypersomnia nearly every day. Five, psychomotor agitation or retardation every day. Now, psychomotor agitation is kind of like an increase in bodily movements with, that are, like, not productive, it's like per se. 
kind of like yeah kind of like ticks but like, not as like instinctive yeah yeah um and then retardation is just like lack of like i guess feeling like you can't move like right. a heaviness okay yeah that's a good word yeah. for heaviness yeah uh six fatigue or loss of energy nearly every day seven feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt nearly every day eight diminished ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness nearly every day and nine recurrent thoughts of death recurrent suicidal ideation without a specific plan or a suicide attempt or specific plan for committing suicide so and you need to have um five or yeah, more of the that's following. what i was just about five to say yes you have to have at least five of those symptoms for two weeks at least to be diagnosed or considered to be diagnosed for major depressive disorder um I was diagnosed with generalized depression, which I'm not... I've looked that up, and nothing really pops up. It's just, like, depression. Yeah. And I've definitely had major depressive episodes. I don't know if I have major depressive disorder, but I've definitely gone through periods where, for two weeks or more at a time, I have been severely depressed, where I don't care about anything. I don't care about yep. myself. I just want to sleep. Don't want to go to work. Don't, don't want to go to work. I'm not don't eating. Do anything. Don't want yeah. to get out of bed. I experienced the most like severe one I experienced was my first semester of college, um, which I referenced last episode. I went away for four months in Florida, and I was severely depressed. And on the weekends, I wouldn't get out of my bed. That is like an example of like a depressive episode, yeah. and that was That's every major. week. That yeah, I was, as that was happening every week, every day. Like, so yeah, I definitely have gone through major depressive episodes, but I don't think I have like the full disorder. Right. You know? Well, in this, like you can have one interesting point is that you can have like major depressive disorder and have remission for oh, like yes. periods of two remission. months. So you'll feel, and, but even in the periods of remission, you might have a couple of symptoms still, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's more like. If you're I in guess remission, it's more recurrent. Yeah, like, if you're in remission and you're having symptoms, which it's like one or two, if that, they're very mild. Yeah, exactly. Unlike if you're in a depressive episode, they're severe. Mm. So severe. Um, and you have and, a lot more. Yeah, and that's very interesting to me that there is a remission period. It's almost like this disorder, it's not, it's like not a disorder. I mean, it's a disorder, but it's more like a period of time, yeah. you know? Like, I, I would like to talk to someone who has major depressive um, disorder and see what it's like, like, all the time. Like, I wonder right. if this is literally, like, every single day. I just... Constant. Yeah. Like, with a few... Maybe a month of, like, being fine, but not right. really. And then there's the um, differences in gender. Do you want to speak on that? Oh, yes. Bit? How could I forget? <laughs> so, the symptoms of major depressive disorder, there's no notable difference in symptoms between like symptoms correlating to gender no difference between the genders and symptoms is how i should say that um however it's worth noting that the risk of suicide attempts is higher in women but the completion of suicide is lower and that's largely due to uh the fact that i guess men have more like severe not mm -hmm. severe but like more uh <clears throat> They use more Aggressive. lethal methods. Yeah, more lethal methods. Um, which I thought was interesting, but makes sense to me. Right, um, because that's how they're, like, socialized. Like, men are all... They're more like, aggressive by nature. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it goes. But my professor at um, my community college last year had mentioned this, and I thought that was... It was pretty interesting to hear, because, um, like I said, they use more lethal options. They'll use, like, 
a gun or um, they'll hang themselves, whereas women are more known to use, like, um, pills. Pills, yeah. Like, they'll pop a bunch of pills, um, which, <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting to see the difference. Yeah. Like, even in, you know, how it just affects everybody differently and yeah. how the attempts are different. It's just, it's very interesting to me. Yeah. But, yeah. It kind of, like... I mean, even the symptoms are kind of related to the person's personality. It is. Like, and I wanted to note this and I forgot. So thank you for saying that. Just because um, you have this disorder doesn't mean that your symptoms, you're going to have like five of the same symptoms as somebody else. Like everybody's oh, yeah. symptoms are completely different. So just so you, if you know somebody that has major depressive disorder and they have five dis- um, symptoms and then you're like, well, I don't have any of that. That doesn't mean right. you don't have Because you could look the at the, some of the symptoms on here and say, what the hell? Like, yeah. I don't even get that. Yeah. How, do you, how could you feel Those are like way? generalized symptoms. Like you can dig deeper into each of those symptoms and experience it completely different yeah. ways. So that's also something I wanted to point out. But um, moving on, the co- comorbidity. Oh, yes. So major depressive disorder is comorbid with substance abuse, panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, anorexia, bulimia, and borderline personality disorder. So comorbid just means that you're more likely to have, um, or not more likely, but it's like a second disorder attached. So like, right. They're related. They're very, very intercorrelated. So like if you have depression, it's very highly, highly likely that you also have anxiety. They're comorbid. Like they're, they're basically like they overlap. That's basically what comorbid means. And in that same vein, like someone who is commonly like majorly depressed is more likely to use drugs Mm -hmm. to kind of, yeah change their state of mind to something besides to that. deal with it to yeah, cope exactly i mean yeah that's what substance abuse is it's um people trying to just cope with emotions yeah. and that's a whole nother episode oh, we will do substance abuse. <laughs> but um yeah I, I know just speaking shortly about the topic people like to judge those with substance abuse but nobody just uses drugs because i mean they use it because they like the feeling but there's usually something if you have an addiction there's something deeper going on right but like i said that's something for a different episode so moving on persistent depressive disorder which i'll I'll read a little bit about (laughs) um so the criteria or the symptoms for persistent depressive disorder Disorder? Holy fuck! Oh my god! Keep that shit in in here. Okay. The criteria or um, symptoms for persistent depressive disorder are poor appetite or overeating, insomnia or hypersomnia, low energy or fatigue, low self-esteem, poor concentration or difficulty making decisions, and feelings of hopelessness. Eddie. I would say I don't know about you, but I do know about you. And I would say both of us have had all six. (laughs) For the the required time period as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Which is for adults, it's two years, one year for adolescents. Yeah, which is a long time. Definitely in adolescence, though. Like, like, adolescence, I think, is when I had, like, the worst. Yeah, for sure. Like, high school time. Like, oh, God. But, um, yeah, two years, that's a long, that's a long time for something to be occurring and just kind of dealing with it and not thinking much of it. I could say in high school, this was definitely me. Like, I just didn't deal with it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I felt different. And the same. Like, I didn't even, 
I didn't even recognize that literally perhaps it wasn't healthy. Like, yeah. and, and we kind of talked because about that it in happened the, so like, much episode, for so long that it was just normal. It's just you think like this is my life. Like this literally. is literally there's nothing I can and do then about you this. You go to therapy, you get put on meds, and you're like, well, shit, that's not <laughs> good. how life is supposed to go. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a different way to think. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so the prevalence of the disorder is um, about. 0.5% of the population and then versus chronic um, major depressive disorder, which is 1.5 of the percent, which is very low. And the difference between those two is persistent depressive is more generally a more mild, we'll say. Yeah. Mild, but but chronic still. And then the chronic yeah. major depressive is like we kind of described earlier where it's severe and you might have a period of remission, but yeah. not, yeah, you still have the severe major symptoms exactly um and then those with uh persistent depressive disorder have tend to have comorbidity with um major depressive disorder anxiety disorders and substance use disorders as well um and those that are diagnosed with it early on tend to also have um associations with personality disorders that fall under clusters B and C, which we don't have pulled up right now. Sorry, you can kind of hear the DSM in the background. um, (laughs) That book is too loud for my taste. um, But we will touch on personality disorders in a later episode. I believe B and C is like... B includes borderline. Yes. So it's more like unpredictable, erratic behavior. Yeah. And then C is the avoidant personality, which is right, yeah. like anxious and yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, de- dependent. Yes, dependent. dependent. A is like schizotypal, like yeah. The more I don't even know what the word is that they use to describe it, but we will talk about personality yeah. disorders in a later episode. I love personality disorders; own, they are the most meal. fascinating disorder yeah. to me, or de- disorders. But anyway, so that is persistent depressive. Okay, so the next disorder we'll be talking about is atypical depression disorder. Um, this one was very interesting because it took us a minute to kind of understand what the disorder is. Um, this is specified uh, when features are predominant during the majority of days of the current or most recent major depressive episode or persistent depressive disorder. So this is like a disorder within, within a, disorder. a disorder, okay? <laughs> so like these are like symptoms that you're experiencing that are a little, as it's called, atypical of regular depression right. symptoms. But it's still but it's still inside a, yeah. of persistent depressive Right, behavior. it's still occurring while you're having a major depressive episode or you're still dealing with persistent depressive disorder. So um, the first symptom is mood reactivity, which is kind of the opposite of like, when you're depressed and you don't want to do anything and you feel kind of sad or whatever, this is, yeah. So for example, it says right here, your mood would brighten in response to actual or potential positive events. So that's atypical because usually when you think of depression, that's not what you're you're thinking of. You're constantly feeling like shit. It's negative. Regardless of what happens. And I can 
relate to that because I've definitely been in like major depressive episodes where like something happens and I get excited and I'm like, oh, yeah. am I not depressed anymore? Because you have something to look forward to, right? But and then the next day, it's back. One, yeah, it's only that one thing, and then after and it, that happens, you're just like, well, now what? Yeah, and it can be really confusing. Yeah. Because like I said, I know I've been through that where I'm like, what am I like? What is going on? Am I not depressed now? Am yeah. I depressed? Like. I can feel happy what's going on and it's it can be very confusing but it's also it can be normal so if you are experiencing depression and you've had a period of like I don't want to do anything I just want to lay in bed and then all of a sudden you get some good news and you feel positive about it yeah. and it's confusing like don't let that throw you off like yeah. nine times out of ten you're, you're still, still dealing with the yeah, shit you're so. still in the dump it's yeah but um one thing yeah um, the next one is you have to have two or more of the following, which is significant weight gain or increase in appetite, hypersomnia, which is sleeping a lot. Um, I don't want to say that. Lead-in paralysis? What on lead in? <laughs> Um It's like a heavy feeling in your arms or legs. Oh, okay. I don't so know that's kind how of, I don't it. know how that... Just, wait, like leaden? leaden? Like you feel like leaden. your limbs are I think are that's lead. it, leaden. Yeah, yeah leaden. that makes a little <laughs> bit more sense. Yeah, that makes way more sense. And then a long-standing pattern of interpersonal rejection sensitivity. This took us a hot minute to figure oh, out yeah. what it meant. Eddie, would you like so to explain it? So we just made it? up our own definition for it. We're pretty sure it's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like you're just more sensitive to social interaction in general, but especially like you're hypersensitive to rejection. So even though you might not actually be actually being rejected by whoever you're talking to. You kind of get that sense. That like you you're, are. Yeah. Yeah. You're just always worried about it. It's like a social, like a mood-related social anxiety or yeah. social phobia. Yeah, versus like social anxiety where you feel that constantly. Yeah. This is like all just associated with like your depression, Yeah. Um, which is very interesting. Very interesting, very interesting because I've experienced the social anxiety constantly, yeah. like the chronic social anxiety, <laughs> but I don't know, like it makes me wonder if I've experienced it with depression and I just chalked it up to being my social anxiety when it like, wasn't. Yeah, because, I mean, it makes sense if you're feeling worse, like your, your self-esteem is already low, exactly. like you're already miserable, so in social situations you're going to be more, feel more vulnerable to... That's a Anything. good word, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah definitely. Exactly. When you're really depressed, chances are you're feeling really shitty about yourself. So like you said, your low, your self-esteem is a, like, it doesn't exist. Yeah, your self-esteem not. doesn't <laughs> exist. And I can attest to that, like for sure. Yeah. Like my self-esteem, it was just born a few like months ago. <laughs> we just found her. Yeah, she was, she was hiding, but she was there. She was there. She was hiding real good. <laughs> um, now she's ready to kick some ass. Yeah, she's ready to Watch come out. out. But um, yeah, so... I wonder if, like, I've experienced that through depression. Because I've definitely been, like, in a situation where, like, I'm like, I've gone through so much already. I feel like, shit, I couldn't take rejection. You yeah. know? Like, I, I just... So I wonder if I have experienced that and I just chalked it up to something else. Probably. You know? Probably. But who knows? I can't remember. That's another thing with depression. Memory loss. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and anxiety, too. Yeah, people don't talk about that. Yeah. And I just recently started experiencing that. Like, I... There are parts of my life that I don't remember. High school? Like, when don't, it, like it's a blur. Yeah, like, when I know, like, periods of my life where I know I was really depressed. Like, just a few weeks ago, which I guess I'll talk about now since we're talking about depression. I went through a really bad depression. I was smoking every day. I was drinking a lot. Um, and I Take didn't comorbidity. Care, yeah. And I didn't care about anything. 
And so, I don't know. It's just, I forgot. Like, I forgot where I was going. There it is. Exactly. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> She's shit. having a depressive episode. <laughs> oh, memory loss. Okay? There it is. Wow. Literally. Okay, so, yeah. Like, I don't remember parts of that, and that was just two weeks ago. Yeah. And, I mean, look at this. This is probably yeah. from smoking last night, but... but <laughs> it's okay. It was actually That's so a funny that it it's actually a, happened it while I'm talking about it. But, um, yeah, people don't really talk about that, which I never experienced until recently. Um, but, yeah, memory loss, that's a big thing. Yeah. It really is. All right, so it's, that... It's like, it's, it's like a coping mechanism, kind of. Like, I don't want to remember... You don't remember that terrible, like, shitty sensation yeah. part of your life. Yeah, literally. Um, and then... Oh, yeah, we're done with that. Yeah. Next. Moving on. Next. Psychotic depression. Is that where we're going next? Yes. Okay. So this is, again, another specifier. So it occurs, like, um, in combination with either major or persistent depressive disorder. And this is kind of a two-stage uh, specifier. So there's mood-congruent psychotic features, which means you're having delusions and hallucinations that are consistent with depressive themes so you might think that like depressive themes being like guilt um inadequacy like low self-esteem uh death disease deserved punishment all great things my favorite thing right? <laughs> deserved punishment <laughs> so you're kind of having these psychotic symptoms which that i guess would attribute to those yeah. So, like, you're having... first. It's, it's in line with the kind of stereotypical symptoms of depression. So like, you're, like, ha- hearing voices, like, telling you you're doing a bad job? Exactly. Okay. Hold on. I want to first define what a hallucination and a delusion yeah, so is, because a lot of people important. don't know the difference. Yeah. And they are different. They are very different. A hallucination is either a visual or auditory... Um, or even, it can like, even feeling be it. any sensory input. Yeah. That, um, that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's not happening. You so you hear things that aren't there. You see things that aren't there. Stuff like that. A delusion, they're thoughts. Those are just thoughts right. that are irrational. Like, like super irrational. I think that this person is talking about me behind my back. Oh my god, I used to have those all yeah. the time. Like that's a delusion. Or like there's someone coming to kill me. Like mm-hmm. even though there's no... Or the government is like looking at looking for me. Like yeah, that's very exactly. common with schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, paranoid schizophrenics. That's, that's like one of the... It's like one of the big ones. Those are like ones. the most telltale, like the most yeah. defining factors of schizophrenia. But that's weird. I didn't even think about that, but I swear I've had like delusions and hallucinations recently, like through my most recent major depressive episode, which they weren't like full on, but like we were just talking about... Yeah, just like light. Like they don't have to be necessarily Yeah, like I would see like shadows in the corner of my eyes yeah. and I'd be like, what the fuck, who's in my house? Nobody's there at work. I would hear my name constantly. And one time it got so bad that I swear I heard my coworker go, hey, Lauren. And I turned around and was like, yeah. And nobody was talking to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I probably look insane. Like, all my guests are probably saw what I just did. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, what is going on? And then delusions. I used to constantly think that people at my job, the one I just got fired from, were talking about me. Mm. And it was right before I had, like, my break. (laughs) Before it went into the major depressive episode. I was, like, convinced that everybody, I'd walk into, a, like, the back of the kitchen, and people would be laughing, and they'd see I walked in. they just look at me. talking shit. And I'm like, they're talking about me. They hate yeah. me. They think I'm ugly. They think I'm fat. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever it is. When, Anything you can, like, I mean, you can, the mind's powerful. It's so You powerful. can make up any, like, yeah. scenario. Yeah. Especially and when you're, like, vulnerable. Like definitely. That. And I don't think I have psychotic depression, but I'm just saying. It, yeah. It is, it's common. 
Right. Yeah, and you don't have to have psychotic depression to have psychotic symptoms. That's important to point right. out as well. Just because you have a minor hallucination, hallucination or uh, delusion doesn't mean you're you've had a psychotic break. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. So you're we're still good. We're good. <laughs> you'll, you'll be we're fine. almost there, but not there yet. All right, moving on to peripartum and postpartum depression. Eddie, would you like to do that one as well? Oh yes, I cannot wait. Um, okay, so again, this is just a specifier for major, yep. I think this is more with major depressive symptoms, or it results in major depressive symptoms. So this specifier can be applied to the current or the most recent major depressive episode as long as it occurred either during pregnancy or four weeks following the pregnancy. Yeah, so peripartum is during pregnancy and postpartum is after you have the baby. Oh, There's a difference. I yeah. did not actually know that. Yes, yeah, so... You know. yeah. I was wondering, like, why are there two words? I was just like, <laughs> oh, I guess they mean the same thing. So <laughs> if you are experiencing... Because a lot of women will start to experience depressive episodes during, like, the last four weeks of their pregnancy or last few weeks, that's peripartum. Um, and then it's just kind of that, like, I guess, expectation of kind of I'm about to change. Yeah. Like, and like then once you change. have the baby, um, that's and you're experiencing those symptoms, that's postpartum because that's after you've given like, right. uh, given birth. Um, are the symptoms in here? I think they are. They're the same as okay. major depressive. Because there are some very interesting and rare symptoms that come along with postpartum that I want to mention. Like I said, extremely rare, but they're are the cases where the mother feels very detached to the child to the point where they try to kill the child. Yeah. It's called like infant homicide or something like that. Something like, I was just reading, I don't remember the word exactly, but that's extremely rare. But there have been cases of women like actually trying to like kill their, their baby yeah. because they're so depressed. It's almost like a psychotic break. Yeah. It sounds to me like, um, wow, that I know. So my, really <laughs> my cousin had my godmother, um, when she was 18, didn't know she was pregnant the whole time, had no idea, was experiencing Yikes. like a super bad stomach pain, went to the hospital, like, ma'am, you're having a baby, yeah. okay? Surprise. Yeah, so she experienced pretty bad postpartum depression, but she said she'd have nightmares or like she would sleepwalk with like a pillow in her hand, like she was holding my godmother Michelle, and then she'd put the pillow on top of Michelle in the crib. Whoa. She was like completely like... And then um, her mom would have to come in and, like, take the pillow off of Michelle. And, like, she wasn't conscious of it. She was totally sleepwalking. But that's, like, postpartum. Wow. Like, she was, like, she f said she felt so much guilt and so much shame after she had Michelle that it just sent her into, like, such a bad depression. Um, so, like, it's, it's very interesting how some of it will, you know, uh, work with different yeah. women. Like, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, and I worry about postpartum for myself because if you have regular depression or you're, you have, um, a parent who had postpartum, you're, you're much more, more likely to have it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I already know I'm going to have that shit. Like, yeah, I'm just getting ready for well, it. Well, I mean, as long, like it's better to know and be prepared, I guess. Yeah. But still, that I, yeah. sounds really, but I sounds do hard to control. Like the you can't control of, it. There's no like medication. I mean, yeah. it's weird. Cause like, I guess you could medicate it. But, like, you don't know if you're going to get it, you know? 
you don't. And know, what like, is it? Is it like a biological thing, or is I it feel just like, like a feeling of guilt? Like why? Like I want to know the thought process. I feel like it's kind of biological and then also mental because I think the biological component comes into it because your hormones are so out yeah. of whack that they're like reshifting and like you're like turning back into it. Yeah, like your, your hormone normal, levels are shifting. Guess, They've been self. so fucked up the whole pregnancy that now your body has to like fix what like it had really, fucked up for really the baby. terrible hangover. Yeah, and then I think it's also mental because, like, your body doesn't look the same way and you have, like, yeah. those feelings of, like, oh, my God, like, am I going to be a good mother? Exactly. Yeah, and then that that's sense. where the guilt comes in. Am I a good mother? Am I good for this child? Right. Can I do this? Should and, then, like, it can this? really like, spiral. Yeah. yeah, it can just get, it can just spiral and, like, yeah, get really bad. My mother And, like, had a lot it. of people don't. I mean, a lot of women don't work for that first period. I'm exactly. Sure that's an They're too. lonely. It's, yeah. And that's what my mom said. My mom said she was really lonely. It was just her and me. Yeah. My dad was working full time, and when he came home, like it was really late. So I was already asleep. So she was with me all day, taking care of me. She was tired. She was sleep deprived. She was depressed, and it, yeah. she was depressed, and it just like it spirals. And I, so she's like, I mean, I've talked to her about it. And she's like, I totally understand where like those women are coming from, yeah. and like the feelings of like helplessness. Because you just feel so alone. Because, I mean, you just have, you have your baby, but, like, the baby can't provide for you emotionally. You exactly. Know? And you, like, you don't really know, like, you can't you talk to them And yet. it's like, sad because some women who have this, who experience it, they just don't attach emotionally yeah. to the child for the first few weeks or months or however yeah. long it lasts. Um, which is sad. Because, you know, I feel like having a baby should be, like, a joyful time. And then even time, that, like, I'm sure that adds to it, the feeling of, like, That's where the guilt comes the in. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And I actually read that men can have postpartum depression as well. Wow. And I think that part is where it comes in mentally. Because if the man isn't, like, or the father um, isn't connecting the way they yeah. want to, then they might feel guilt. Or, oh, I'm not home enough to help, you know, my wife or my girlfriend yeah. or whoever, you know, my partner with the baby. Like, I think and that. guilt associated yeah. with that. Yeah, so that's postpartum and peripartum. And uh, it says 3.3 to 6% of women will experience this, which is a pretty decent amount. Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm sure it's, like, most of them have an existing depressive condition. Yeah, and not every woman is going to have a child, so that the percent that does, like, that, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I feel like I feel like it's kind of a lot. Yeah. You know, one person is a lot. <laughs> like, right. and, like yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's peripartum and postpartum. And the last one is seasonal. All right. Which you can just okay, finish here we it go. off. So. Okay. So this, this is another specifier for major depressive disorder, as they all were. Um, this applies to recurrent depressive symptoms. Um that are related to like a a particular time in the year. Generally it's fall and winter. And this, in order to be diagnosed with this, it must have occurred within, for a two year period. So I guess that would be two Consecutive seasons seasons in a row, yeah. And what's interesting about this is that it's not, if you have depressive symptoms normally, like at other times of the year, you don't actually qualify for seasonal depression. So this is kind of its own Thing. It's its own, like, yeah, it's its own entity. But at the same time, like, people with major depressive disorder or persistent depressive disorder, seasonal changes usually It can affect, that. yeah, and, yeah, it can trigger more depressive symptoms, which I know I've been dealing with that this um, winter. Yeah, I definitely had a 
We kind of talked about that. Yeah, we've talked but about But there was a bit of a transitional period for yeah. me, at least. And I think it, it could also be, I mean, you and I both transferred to a university. It was our first semester, you know, right. at a new school. Deal- we both, like, we were transitioning through a lot this semester. Yeah. Um, but this definitely didn't help. No. Like, um, as soon as soon as daylight savings happened, <laughs> I was just like, no. Literally, why? it's like why a monster me? hiding why? in your bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise, now it's dark at four. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I thought that was interesting that if you have depression throughout the rest of the year, you don't technically have seasonal depression. So seasonal right. depression literally is its own thing. Yeah. Like, and I remember talking about this in my abnormal psych class. Like, it's hard to treat because you can't medicate it because it only comes once a year. Yeah. So you can't really, like, start taking meds and a then few months off before of and then come yeah, off because that'll just fuck it up. Anyways, right. like then you can't, have your own... you can't keep doing that to your body, like coming off and going yeah. on. And by the time you come off, it'll almost be time to go back on. Right. Because <laughs> exactly. it takes a few months. Because you gotta wean off. You do. You, or you otherwise, do. you're gonna go into some chemical, like, like a uh, severe <laughs> chemical imbalance. Yeah, a medication-induced chemical imbalance. Literally. All right. So that that is seasonal depression, and that wraps up our mental disorder slash disorders of the week. Um, And now we're going to talk a little bit about common misconceptions of mental illness. So these are mental health um, facts and myths that we found, and we are going to read those, and we want to... Ooh, I quite like this one. Oh, you quite like it. Yes, I quite like it. He sounds so British when he talks (laughs) like that. I quite like it. I'm so British now. Um, Okay, so the first one. Myth. Oh, I quite like this one as well. (laughs) Children don't experience mental health problems. Let's repeat that for the people in the back. Children don't experience mental health problems. That is a big, fat myth. Lie. (laughs) Big, fat lie. Uh, The fact is that even very young children may show early warning signs of mental health concerns. You and I can both attest to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have felt... We have felt this shit pretty much our whole lives yeah and it's like at least i didn't realize it till i was older like i talked about but it's like i remember feeling some days i would just feel like Mm -hmm. empty you know as a child and you don't know how to like articulate that as a child yeah like you you don't even have a word for it especially if no one's ever talked about it like societally as a whole especially if you grow up in an environment where um (laughs) it's very um, I'm trying to think of the word pushed that, you know, if you have a mental disorder, you're crazy. Right. It's, or if you're feeling a, a little off, attached. you just need to work through it. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I know it's just, it doesn't work like that. Um, if your child comes to you and says, Hey mom, I've been feeling sad just cause they're 11 doesn't make those feelings invalid. Right. It doesn't mean you have to take them and get medicated, but you should be very open to what they're telling you yeah. and open to receiving and, what they're saying. Like, at least talk to them. Like, because... Just be a human. Chances are, as a parent, like, if your child's um, experiencing that, yeah. chances are the parent has also experienced that. Yeah. Like, Whether or not they... Want to admit fully it. Or understand it. it. Or admit it, yeah. Yeah, but, like, have a little empathy. I mean, if I had a kid... And they came up to me and they were like, Mom, like, I felt sad for, like, the past two weeks. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's sit down. Like, I wouldn't be like, you're fine. You'll get over it. Like, you know, you don't do that. You don't, especially to a child, because people forget how smart children are. Mm -hmm. And they pick up. They are. The shit they pick up on. Especially now, like, with the internet. I I sound like an old person. No, but but seriously. Like, 
Like, if you're you telling them, anything. yeah, if you're telling them, just don't worry about it, or they're like, can we talk? And you're like, I can't, I'm busy right now. They pick up on that, and they, um, like, they interpret it exactly how, well, I shouldn't say exactly, they interpret it in a way you may not mean for it to come off, right. but they will internalize it in a way like, oh, well, if I have these feelings, I don't talk about it. And this is stuff, like, that, an event like that is setting them up for the rest of their life. Like, Literally, yeah. It's, it's starting a pattern of... It really is. ...not good behavior and, like, mm-hmm. not being... Like, not acknowledging your mental health problem. And that's why you have a lot of adults who grow up, especially, like, our parents' age, because they grew up... I know my mom has said it a billion times. You know, when I was growing up, we just dealt with it. Yeah. And she's like, and, you know, we didn't have all this stuff going on and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, the only difference right now is that we have more access to therapy and help. And people are actually utilizing that and taking advantage of it versus when you were growing up, if you saw a therapist, you're, they're like, that's a psychotic ass bitch. And it was always like, Oh, other people have those problems. No one ever thought. Those people. Yeah, don't talk to those people. They were just a separate, like they had leprosy or something. (laughs) Literally, like they need to be quarantined. (laughs) 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 Oh, those people in the glass box with holes cut in it. Yeah, like zoo animals. Like it's just, yeah, we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, We still have a lot more progress to to make. But yeah, um, my advice to this is, if you are out there, you have a child. And they come up to you and they're expressing, you know, symptoms of some whatever mental disorder it is. Don't be an asshole. Just right. be empathetic. That's your child. You yeah. know, like, talk to them about exactly. it. Kids can articulate how they feel. Yeah. They're smart. They know they're what they're doing. Yeah. They know what they're talking about when they're talking about their feelings. And a lot of people don't think that's true because they're kids. But that's just not. That's just. That's not true. Yeah. It's not true at all. One other point we wanted to bring up. Yeah, about that. Um, I think a lot of people, and Robert brought this up, which is a good point. Yes, credits. Um, Yeah, credits to Robert. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people think that if their child is diagnosed with a disorder, that somehow they're a failed parent and they failed their child in some kind of way. Like, they didn't provide enough to make them happy. Um, They didn't give them the life they deserved. But And that could be, like, why so many people, or not so many people, but a reason why, like... You would ignore it and maybe push yeah. it aside and be like, oh, you're just crazy. Like, yeah, and to those people, yeah, to those people that feel that way, I say, I would just say that's not true at all. Um, it has nothing, nine times out of ten, if a child has depression or anxiety, it it can have something to do with the way you were raised. But if someone, like me, yeah. for example, nothing about my depression was because of the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with my parents' parenting. It had nothing to do with the way they raised me. I have a chemical imbalance. I'm on medication for it. That's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't give me... It's not like they didn't give me enough stuff growing up. Like, yeah. And I've my grandfather's asked me that. He's like, you have such a good life. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't understand mental health. He's older well, than 70. Thing, like, you can... Just because you're okay... <laughs> yeah. Like, just because people have worse problems than you doesn't mean that you can't You have can't problems. have depression. Like, and this is how I explained it to him. I said, I have a chemical imbalance. Something in my brain doesn't work properly, and that's why I feel this way. And I, it makes me feel really guilty when I hear stuff like that. Yeah. But I have to remember who's saying it and why they're saying it. My grandfather's seven years old. He doesn't know shit about mental health. He doesn't, he didn't say I mean, it to that, be offensive. That over, generation, oh my. Yeah, God, don't get me started. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing. You have to be, you have to to understand who you're talking to about this stuff and kind of think of it in their shoes before yeah. you freak out on them. 
Um, and that's a good life lesson in general. Yeah. For most things. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think we're gonna end it there. It's been a yeah, we've been going on quite for a long days, podcast it today. Like at this point. Um, but thanks for all the support so far. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Here's to another slapping episode. Here's to another, yeah. Um, you can now find us on the gram and <laughs> Twitter, uh, at, on Twitter, I believe it's just the Off Our Meds podcast, right? Off Our Meds. It's just Our, our Meds. Meds podcast. Okay. okay just Was Our Meds. Taken? Is it Our Meds oh, podcast no. or just Our Meds? I think it's just Our Meds podcast. We know. Yeah, we know. I have no clue. Robert's checking right now, but I do know that the Instagram is off our meds. Let's try that again. You guys can follow us on now Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it is off our meds podcast. Oh, I no, fucked up. No, it is not. You. No, it is not. Okay. You what guys can it? follow us on Twitter at our, our meds podcast or on Instagram at off our meds. Wait, is it? See? <laughs> Give me the. Our meds podcast on Twitter. Off our meds podcast. Or our, our meds. See you little shit. Alright, so you guys can find us. Eddie, you do it because I've messed it up five fucking times like, already. Like, I'm going to do any better. Anyway, you guys can find us at... <laughs> you didn't write down which one. Wait! Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? No, it just says our. Guys, that is not our Twitter handle. Guys, listen. What do you I mean? tried to write down. We're leaving this in. Yeah, we I are tried to write down in. the Instagram <laughs> and the Twitter handle. And I thought Eddie had memorized it, so I just wrote our meds no, podcast. I can't remember what, that was for didn't Twitter. Didn't we just go over that? We all have memory loss. But then I didn't write down what the Instagram handle was. I just wrote the word our. <laughs> on Twitter, find us on Our Meds Podcast. On Instagram, Off Our Meds. There you guys go. All right, thanks guys. We'll and catch uh, you next hold episode. on, oh, my personal Instagram is uh, Lauren underscore Ashton underscore W. Sorry for the long ass oh, um, yes. tag or whatever. And my the fuck personal it's Instagram, which is rather dusty, please don't look at it. It's from 2014, <laughs> but I guess you're gonna find it anyway. Is at E D P R E S two two Edpres twenty two. Perfect. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>